Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, my name is Justin, host of Inverse, and we are looking at the book of Leviticus. We're looking at different lessons and different chapters in this ancient book about going all out for God. On this episode, we're looking at going all out for God in your body. In what does that mean? So in the studio, we have uh, Israel and Siku and Sebastian. Hello, guys. Hi. Aloha. We're glad to have you guys out there. And whether you're listening on podcast or you're watching on video, we want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your interaction. Thank you for being you. And we want to study the Bible. And that's, we are in the verse. That's what we're called the inverse uh, show. Are we a show? We're a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a show. And let's go to inverse, uh, not inverse, Leviticus chapter 11. Leviticus chapter 11. And Siku, can you pray for us? Sure. Let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you that we can come to Scripture and we pray that as we study these chapters, um, your Holy Spirit would be our guide, Mm -hmm. that we can find lessons that will be applicable to our lives and that we'll be able to implement them in obedience to your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sebastian, let's go to Leviticus chapter 11 and we'll go to verse 44 and 45. All right. For I am the Lord your God, You shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth, for I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Yeah, we, we've been reading the book of Leviticus. Yeah, we've looked at the five offerings. We've looked at different elements of the priesthood. And there's this thing that Leviticus does is as you're reading through the book of Leviticus, it's kind of sometimes, sometimes at, at <laughs> awkward moments, God kind of says, for I am the Lord, your God, and I am holy. And then he kind of continues on different. And then, and then sometimes it's after every uh, law or rule. And sometimes it's after a long passion, uh, a portion. Yeah. And then he says, and then for I am the Lord, your God. Mm-hmm. And these are kind of like, I don't know, like, like punctuation marks, kind of taking breaks and kind of emphasizing like, these aren't commercial breaks and going to some other, you know, topic, but like kind of re- reminding people on the holiness aspect of all these laws. Mm-hmm. So God isn't just, you know, giving law after law after law, but there's a certain larger picture. So yes. we see at the end of this section that we see another, ver- what you just read, verse 44 and 45, uh, for I am the Lord your God, and it talks about the holiness component. Siku, tell us about uh, what is in chapter 11. Uh, chapter 11 is a famous chapter. Uh, uh, we can we can read some portions of it, but just in general, what's 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 it talking about there? In general, it's about the clean and unclean mm-hmm. um, animals. So it it defines what is clean and what is unclean. So, mm-hmm. which is awesome because if, before we get to Leviticus 11, in previous chapters in the Bible, you yeah. have reference to clean animals, unclean animals. So this kind of like fleshes it out. Like, so we understand mm-hmm. when it says clean animals, yeah. these are clean and these ones are unclean. Yeah, why, why Israel is there, why is this here? <laughs> yeah. So we've been looking at the book of Leviticus. Yep. Each, each, um, each of the feasts, each of the sacrifices are to point to Christ. Each mm-hmm. of the laws, all of these things that are in the book of the Leviticus are pointing to Christ. And when we reach uh, chapter 11, I think, the, the the context for it 
is what you said earlier in uh, just a little bit ago, the fact that God is holy and because God is holy, we are to be holy. And so I think that what Leviticus chapter 11 does for us is that it calls us to be separate from the rest of the world, just like God is separate from sin, so we can be separate from the rest of the world. And we do this for the sake or for the ultimate purpose of holiness. So the different other elements of, of, the, of the sacrifices will point to certain aspects of God mm. or of the ministry of Jesus. And I think this, surprisingly out of all things, points to the holiness of Jesus, mm. holiness of God. Mm. And, and something neat in, in here of, you know, why, why this happens, we, we talked about the consecration of the high priest um, of Aaron and his sons. Um, and it's neat here, the verses that Sebastian read in verse 44, he says, for I am the Lord your God, you shall therefore consecrate yourselves mm. and you shall be holy. So in obedience to what he has just stipulated before mm -hmm. this verse, by obeying this, you are consecrating yourselves for a holy service. So that mm -hmm. ceremonies that we talked about for consecrating Aaron and his sons um, at, to the priesthood, God is saying, this is how you consecrate yourselves as a holy people. And this is, applies to anyone who wants to be part of God's holy people, is by obeying this, this is your act of consecration mm -hmm. um, to being holy people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, I think what's really profound about that is he also connects it to redemption, right? So when you look in the next Where? Where in verse it? 45, okay. and he oh, says, for, yes. for I am the Lord who brings you up mm -hmm. out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Mm -hmm. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Mm -hmm. So we see that God didn't just deliver you from Egypt just out of a social justice concern, mm -hmm. right? God had an ultimate purpose of where he was taking you. Mm -hmm and restoring the Israelites to their freedom, he says, well, these laws, this is actually connected to why I took you out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt, to be your God. I don't want to just be your deliverer, I want to be your God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in being your God, I'm expecting imitation because you're made in my image, which we understand in the book of Genesis, right? He establishes. Mm -hmm. So you. The, the, the connection of redemption to just my everyday dietary habits is not something that we typically hear taught in Christianity. We see that's things as if, you know, in the, in the old and dark ages of Christianity, that which is physical is secular, and then the spiritual is the sort of, you know, as Justin would say, you know, the floating stuff, and that's eternal, <laughs> eternally important. Okay. Insert sound effect. But, yeah. <laughs> but in, 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 in the Bible here in the Leviticus 11, I think it, it, it's, it can easily trip up someone who's not able to make those connections as we've made throughout the book, the physical mm -hmm. with the spiritual realities, the types to the anti-types. Mm -hmm. But also it's a blessing for those of us who are trying to ground holiness and to ground connection to God into everyday life. Mm -hmm. And that can be expressed in my dietary. So let me, let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. And I, I, I'm in line with, I, I agree with what you're saying, but there's something that you said that I mean, just, uh, let's just push back. Well, yeah. okay, let's go to chapter 11. And then, so maybe we're assuming that people are familiar with this. And so if you're not, uh, you can take out your Bibles and, and, and read with us in Leviticus 11. You can also go to inversebible.org and actually download the Bible study guides that we have on the book of Leviticus. But we see here, without reading the entire chapter, but in general principles, you have, there are these land animals that are clean and unclean. Mm -hmm. Generally, the clean ones are the ones that have a split hoof, 
and they had they chew the cud. Mm -hmm. Chew the cud cutting is is a weird practice of, of, of eating uh, cellulose and grass and hay and whatnot, and then and then letting it ferment and then regurgitating and chewing and then and then eating it again. Yes. Right. Yep. And usually vegetarian animals such as the sheep and the cows and goats. Goats, goats have that have that quality. Those two qualities. And giraffes. Uh, and giraffes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but pigs who have a split hoof, but they don't chew the cud. And those animals who don't chew the cud, they just swallow, swallow, and digest very, very quickly, and it's in, in, immediately eliminated out of their body. Mm. Um, and then you have, there are the sea animals, uh, fins, and fins and scales, and then you have birds, which there was really no principle on birds, but just the list of animals that are predominantly predatory animals are not permissible. Yeah. And then you have uh, the insects there that I mentioned. So um, just, just so to give a primer on yeah. that. So then you're saying like God wants us to be holy like him in imitation. Does God eat, <laughs> eat? Does he eat only clean animals and not unclean animals? And then for how does that connect with with holiness. So in, in line with that, mm -hmm. I just I wanted to just push back a little bit on that because we're getting very concrete and we jumped right into the the abstract holiness component mm -hmm. and I'm not seeing a bridge there. I see. Yeah. I can say something to okay. that yeah. while you while you process. I think the when it comes to the holiness component, yep. well first of all we know that God He does not eat. Well well Jesus ate he's God, right? Okay. And and he says he says of the of the uh, of the Last Supper that he's not gonna do it again until yes. right. so, so that implies with us Yeah. So so whether it's for fellowship or because he needs it or whatever, you, you know. Unknown, big question mark at this point. So okay. So now, now when we get to the holiness component, yes. Um, as as Sebastian was talking about uh, just a little bit ago about about the passage, what strikes me is mm -hmm. that if you if you think about just human nature, mm -hmm. right, it, we are in need of constant reminders. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, right now. Uh, my youngest son is memorizing the book of John or large portions Whoa. of the book of John, right? Yep. And it's amazing to me because, uh, you know, uh, his, his mom's a teacher, so, she, so she's constantly Drilling. making sure he doesn't forget, right? Now, it's amazing to me how he, he's memorized large portions of the book of John, mm -hmm. and yet even from week to week, if he doesn't commit to memory like every day, mm -hmm. he forgets, even though it's there, mm. which to me it's kind of like amazing because I'm like, man, I still remember, you know, you know, Ephesians 6, 1 from when I was in elementary school or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why can't he remember? <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, well, you're not memorizing the entire, you know, chapter 17 of the book of John, right? Right. So I think <clears throat> over the process of time, my point is, it's easy for us to forget stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, the beauty of this is that it is a constant reminder to us. Every time we sit down and eat, it's a constant reminder that God is holy, that he calls us to be holy, and that we have an opportunity to be holy. Mm -hmm. When we eat, you know, now you have, now, now these feasts or these sacrifices that took place, they took place on a daily basis or they took place seasonally or whatever, but every time they sat down to eat, they were to remember I am called to be holy. Mm -hmm. I'm called to be holy. I'm called to be holy. I'm called to be like God. God yeah, is yes. holy. And this constant reminder of holiness was to be present before them. And I think in a very, very real way, when we're, when we're seeking communion with God, and that's, I think, something that we talk about in, 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 uh, today, in today's context, right? We want, you know, we want to experience God all the time. Well, this is a way to experience God all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every time we eat, we can be reminded of the fact that we're called to be holy, and what I'm doing right now in a small way, whether, per, whether it's perceived or not, is, 
is helping me or holding me back from that quest. Yeah. But how does something that you eat affect something that's spiritual? Like, where's the line that it crosses over? Like, is it just because God said it, so that I'm, I'm following what He's saying, or is there some kind of actual physical thing? Or well, I think both. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is a, a, a mixture of that, which I'll, I'll let Israel kind of speak to that element. What I want to help to address your question directly is, when you think about holiness. It's about distinctness, yep. right? Yep. There's a separateness to it. And all throughout the Bible, up until this point in Leviticus, he's constantly reinforcing this separateness, mm -hmm. right? And we're going to see that further, you know, in the book when we look at other topics, purity, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because you're separate from them. Mm. You don't do as other nations do sexually. You don't do as other nations do in terms of how you worship me. Mm -hmm. I don't delight in blood, right? That's how we started it. Mm -hmm versus other nations think their gods delight in it, though the sacrifices look similar. So it's the same thing with diet, right? It's not about God, being like God is not about he eats this, so this is how I eat. It's about the distinctness that which this instruction we receive from our God that sets us apart as his people mm -hmm. on this earth, mm -hmm. and he is our God in heaven. And so the blending of the word of God that God is communicating to us and us living in that word has brought heaven and earth together in our experience, which sets us apart, sets us apart on the earth from other nations who have not received or obey that revelation. Can I uh, interject yeah. before yeah. Israel okay. um, gives his wisdom? Um, when when I read when I read verse forty four about you consecrate yourselves and you shall be holy, um, when when the priests were consecrated for their service. Um, as we commented earlier, that didn't mean that they, you know, lacked, I mean, they suddenly became, oh, you know, like yeah. no problems whatsoever because, in the rain, you know, like you see Nadab and Abihu with their unholy fire, <laughs> right? Um, True. But when they were being consecrated, they were being set apart to be something, mm -hmm. right? And by obedience to this, like I am saying, I choose to be set apart for holiness. Okay. I am, I'm not the one who makes myself holy and the eating doesn't make, make me, me holy. holy. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. eating is an expression of my consecration to a God who makes okay. me holy, okay. right? And okay. so like that's, I think the yeah. link is, yeah. Um, when, when in the New Testament it talks about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you to, mm -hmm. yeah, to, to make you holy basically is that I make a choice and this is me choosing. Mm -hmm. And that puts me on the side of God where now He can work in my life mm -hmm. to do that thing in me. So because He is holy, He's the one who can make me holy. But I'm saying, God, I want you to make me holy mm -hmm. by making this decision. Every time that I eat, I'm choosing that I want to be Obeying holy. Your, yes, yes, I want to be on your side. I want you to make me holy. And what's beautiful about that is this is not why He delivered them from Egypt. Right? He didn't say, eat this way, and then I will deliver you from slavery. Yes, yes. I delivered you way. so you yep. can do this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no salvational element, right, right, right. that's grounded in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, I remember uh, a few years ago I was in a Bible study, and someone asked uh, to the group, what was the first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve? And because I was like studying theology, I'm like, I know this. I was like, <laughs> he commanded them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And I said that like with full confidence, you know, in the presence of all my friends and enemies. <laughs> and, and with your chest yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, with my chest out. And then, and then the, the guy that was doing the Bible study is like, no. And then he proceeded for the next hour to show how that answer was a revelation of my understanding of God, which actually was true, right? Mm -hmm. 
He's like, the first command that God gave to Adam and Eve was to freely eat of every tree of the garden, right? Yeah. And I was like, man, that's true. And, and I started kind of reflecting and it's, I, I realized that I have this perspective of God that he's constantly telling me no. things not to do. When actually he says freely, right? He's yeah. like, eat freely of all this food and just don't eat of this food. I think every, how does this help? And the question is, how does this help with our, yes. our holiness? I think holiness is always going to begin in the mind, right? I mean, that's, we're supposed to love God with all of our mind, with yep. all of our heart, heart is yeah. the same, right? So we are to love God with our body, with our mind, and with our spirit. And when we're, when we're eating, it's, we have the ability to do all three. Mm. Yeah. So first of all, there's a recognition. God has allowed me to freely eat. I mean, that's the command that he's given me. So every time I eat freely, I am obeying the commandment of God, mm. right? It's a good commandment. Mm -hmm. Secondly, so this is a cognitive recognition of who God is and his goodness to us and my ability right. to love him in this way. Right. Now, there's also a spiritual component to this in that there are some foods that are healthier than other foods. Mm. I mean, that's just the bottom line, right? Sure. And so the healthier I eat, the more I'm able to express my love to God in my physical being, mm. right? And so every time I eat healthy food, it is a recognition or it is an... It is a statement of love towards God. You've given me this body, you've given me health, and I'm appreciating the health and the body that you've given me by inserting into it things that are healthy. And so mm. I'm actually loving you with my, uh, with my, mm -hmm. with my spirit, mm -hmm. yeah. and so, or, or with my body, sorry. And, and, and as a result of this, as a result of loving you with my body and loving you with my spirit, uh, or with my mind, sorry, then I will have, I'm like confusing myself. <laughs> As a result of loving you with my mind yeah. and loving you with my body, yeah. I'm also able to, 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 yeah. to love you with my spirituality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Th so, so there is a mental component and there is also a physical component and a spiritual component that takes place every time we eat. Like on a very superficial level, I mean, it doesn't sound like anything. I mean, we, 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 we tend to do that with anything that we do. You know, when you get into, if you're preparing for a marathon, you get, you, 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 you get your, you want your body to be in a certain mode. You're, I remember we have a, a good friend named Albert Kim, and I remember when he, before he would take his medical exam, he's like, I am off sugar for two weeks. Yeah, I still remember like, that how too. how do you do that? He's like, well, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the mode, and just just puts it on and he just avoids it like the plague and he, he because there is a larger reality there's others they're trying to get into their wedding dress they're trying to you know the pregnancies they're preparing get ready for. for the summer whatever it is preparing for the summer yeah um, but we we all have that we all yeah. have this you know it's a mindset thing what you're preparing for and you want your body to be be in that yeah. mode for that goal um, and more than health, we've been using that word health around, yeah. uh, but, but health is not mentioned in this passage at all. Uh, I think health is a natural byproduct and a, and a good thing, but holiness is the mode that, that, that's on, uh, that we we're preparing our bodies for. That's, that's a great connection. Mm -hmm mind, body, and, 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 and calibrating for, for to, our spirit. To speak to the, to, to speak to the spirituality aspect, um, I like how you mentioned we don't have the word health necessarily in mm. the passage. Um, when we obey this, mm -hmm. it's because God said it, mm -hmm. really. And that's the spiritual component. Like, is yes. God said it, 
the word of God. Yeah, sure. like God, and and there there's the spirituality. Sure. It yes, it's gonna it may benefit my body. Sure. You know, it will benefit my mind. Like I need to set my mind, but like just obeying God's word. Sure. Spirituality right there. And and and, and just my, my my caveat is there's others who just this for health, 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 health. Mm. Well, if it's for health, there's a lot of other that, stuff that yes. can come on. But not just this. There's another larger, deeper, and, and, wider. Uh, and think about the fact that the context in which he's giving the law, mm. right? If it was health. He could have attached it to a different part of the Bible, mm. but this is the sanctuary services. Yeah, it's right? in the midst this of these holiness laws, yes. Correct. So yes. you're like holiness laws, worship, 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 and we got health. Mm -hmm. kind of here's the permissions, there. here's the, for, you know, the things that are forbidden within a context of worship. Right. How are you going to come to God? Right. And how are you living in the community of the sanctuary? Because this is not when you're in the sanctuary, right? This is when you're not engaging in an offering, you're not coming to the sanctuary to worship. This is when you're in your home. So it goes to show you that God is, is trying to take the holiness that is in the holy place and the most holy place and all of these articles that are consecrated to God. And he's saying, I want that same experience to expand to the rest of the community of Israel around the sanctuary, mm -hmm. which is a, a crazy concept that in, in, in a sense, the sanctuary becomes God's house that is holy. And now he's saying in a similar imitation, right? I'm holy, you should be holy because I'm holy. That building is holy because you're holy. Your home is similar to my home where it's holiness and set aside for God. Mm -hmm. So you see the imitation in, in person and also in space that's, that's taking place. And that to me is the, 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 the sort of um, element by which I believe Christianity speaks to the, the spirit of our time where people are so behind the scenes. Are you really like this? Like a person can look really good on social media. A person can give a really great presentation. And the first thing that I hear young people say is like, but is he really like that at home? Mm -hmm. Is she really like that? Like, are you always, you know, you're talking about here on your podcast and your husband and your marriage, but like, is that really how it goes in your marriage? And it's like, is this really extending behind when it's time to perform? Is that really extending into your life? And that's what people want to see. When they see there's synergy there, that's what causes people to buy in. And it's like God almost knew that intuitively. If you extend this beyond, everybody else in the world will buy in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like if, you know, like what the story of Elijah teaches us when, when he meets the widow of Zarephath is that yeah. same point that you're making. If you're not a Christian at home, you're not a Christian at all. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think, and I think the same, I think the same principle extends to this. If we cannot be holy in the very small everyday things like what we eat, then we can't be holy at all. Mm. And this constant opportunity, this constant reminder, uh, you know, th that we have to be able to experience this is what separates true holiness from manufactured holiness mm. or momentary holiness on the weekends, you know. Mm. And we've been talking about, you know, this throughout, I think every, I think every quarter we emphasize this, but again, holiness is mm. as, as lofty as it is, is not this, oh, at, at <laughs> home, right? So yes. we are not, you know, raptured, uh, just, just walking on the hello Glowing. wife, hello husband, <laughs> and just this, this all throughout today. There, we, I, I would say, I can speak the four, the four of us, I don't know about the other two, but the four of us, I mean, we have issues at home, real life things, mm -hmm. but we are Christians at home that we, despite those hardships, despite the fights that we have, we can still treat each other with grace and forgiveness yes. and overcome. These things are not static and they're just hidden under wise, but they're dealt with in a holy way 
that, that Leviticus has given us a, a way out. I want to uh, transition to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Um, there is the argument that, hey, that is just an Old Testament thing. Why are you guys so obsessed with Leviticus? That stuff is all old stuff that, that Jesus did away with at the cross. There are some Bible verses in the New Testament that are used. Um, but first, Peter uses the almost the, the same verbatim uh, verse. First Peter chapter one, verse fifteen and sixteen. And Sebastian, can you read that for us? Sure. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, "Be holy, for I am holy." So, uh, has hol the definition of holiness changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Uh, <laughs> no, it has not. Uh, what do you tell, what, what, how can you really brief, uh, how, what can you say to people, say, hey, that's an Old Testament thing? Well, clearly it's not according to First Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah know? Well, there's First Peter, yeah. but there's also Acts, uh, the, the one where Peter sees the, yes, the, the thing Acts down. And the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not about meat, but that's about people, right? So we can right. just move that one aside. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. see that in the Leviticus that there is no per, per provision. Yeah. for unclean meats to be transformed into clean, uh, clean meats. So you can yeah. take a pig and feed it vegetarian food and then you can, you know, give it a bath every single day. It's still unclean. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Any other thing, anything yeah. else? Well, just, just to talk about that discussion. Yes, yeah. I mean, the Bible, the Bible never will, you already said it, you know, the Bible never calls something that is unclean, clean and vice mm. versa. Mm -hmm. I think w when we reach the New Testament, what it does is it actually am it amplifies mm. the Old Testament. So he says like, oh, well. look, it's not just an issue of what you eat and you know and how you how you um, you know conduct these kind of things but it also affects mm -hmm. the grace of god continues to grow rather than diminish yes. and so mm -hmm. by the time you reach the new testament it's yeah th there should be grace not just in what you eat what you put into your mouth but also what comes out of your mouth we should mm -hmm. speak with grace to other people we should speak with mm -hmm. kindness and with courtesy and with mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, tenderness to the people that that we come in contact with brother brother sister sister whatever mm -hmm. and so i think that it actually what by the time we hit peter it, it amplifies mm -hmm. uh the old testament rather mm -hmm. than diminishes mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and and i think peter is trying to emphasize the fact that that because he directly quotes this part of leviticus 11 he's saying this is the thing right that you don't want to miss i'm not going to quote all of the the laws of conduct in the old testament of what it means to be holy but to say in all your conduct and when you think about the inspiration that people have with athletes and Olympians mm -hmm. and performers and the discipline they submit to their body and they yes. say, I can't eat like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I can't go to sleep like everybody else. I don't party like everybody else. Right. And you see these podcasts and people are like, oh, this is so motivating and like inspirational. Like yeah. he doesn't eat this way. He doesn't eat after five. He, you know, they say LeBron James spends like millions of dollars on his body every year maintaining his health mm -hmm. so that he can maintain peak performance. Mm -hmm. Now imagine they're doing this for a perishable Crown. gold ring, mm. right, in a game. And it's like how much more for a person who's striving for eternal life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where is that discipline to say, I'm distinct. Mm -hmm. I can't eat like you guys. I can't live like you guys. And that's what God is essentially trying to drive home. And Peter is saying it was true then and it is true now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it. Uh, let's let's all be like LeBron James. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> let's be like Jesus. Let's be like Jesus. Let's be like uh, the real LeBron King James, James is the the temporal champion, but let's be like the spiritual spiritual champion. It is inspiring to to go all out for God, and so we have these ancient texts. 
that give us a very a lot of counsel on how to get into that spiritual mode and and to have peak performance. I love that peak performance for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been talking about the book of Leviticus, especially the dietary laws in chapter 11. More than health, it's getting us into the mode of holiness. Not that what what, what we eat makes us holy, but gets us into that mode for that. That's my prayer to be more holy for the Lord Jesus by His grace. Hopefully, that's your prayer. We'll see you next week as we talk about, what are we talking about next week? Well, we're talking about the book of Leviticus. Join us <laughs> and find out. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.